It's episode 1111, which is a big deal for all of you numerologists out there. And it's the Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, where they have jets flying overhead nonstop, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. What up with it? And just down the road there, our managing editor, downtown Emily Brown. Hey, y'all. I'm actually not in Nashville today. Oh, yeah. Where are you? I am in Houston, Texas. You just wanted to go sweat a little? Yeah, I, mean, I think it is like 90 degrees today. Um, no, I have friends that for some reason still want to live in Houston, despite it being 90 degrees in the middle of October. Um, yeah, that's crazy. So I made that's the crazy. sacrifice. I'm coming to see him. Uh, and just a little note, we, uh, Marty uh, is not able to join us today. He is on vacation with his wife in Hawaii. So we figured... Wow. Leave the gear at home, buddy. You don't. He offered. He offered to like record from his vacation in Hawaii. I'm like, a, it would yeah. be six a.m. or four a.m. No, nah, that's crazy, dude. It's fine. It's fine. So anyway, he's not with us today. Uh, we're recording. Uh, this is the Tuesday show, but we're recording on a Friday. Yeah. a few days early. You guys have any uh, weekend plans or anything coming up? Are you seeing the Taylor Swift movie? I, you know, my my wife and daughter are going to the Taylor Swift movie tonight with a bunch of girls. Um, but uh, me and my son might go to a pizza place that I frequent. And the reason I like going there, particularly on Friday nights, is they have a new guy. His name is Tony, and he's doing tableside magic and <laughs> mentalism. And Cameron, we have witnessed tableside mentalism before. Uh, it but is, that was at a Disney. Yeah. That was at a Disney That's resort. Premium. You know, yeah, that, premium tableside magic. Top tier. Top tier tableside. That was top tier. Yeah. I've been at a party where David Blaine was doing off close magic. That's insane. Okay. Yeah. I've seen yeah, that's wild. I've seen I've seen some stuff. Yeah. The market for up close magic, yeah. street magic, and mentalism. I have no idea what it is right now, but I cannot believe the the quality of free magic happening at this pizza restaurant. <laughs> no way. I'm telling you, I am telling you, it is, we, we Cameron, you and I have paid good money to see David Copperfield and, and been profoundly, <laughs> profoundly disappointed. Profoundly disappointed, yes. <laughs> it, it literally it embarrassed for him. Oh, it was awful. Literally embarrassed for, for him. For David Blaine? No, Copperfield. Oh, no, Copperfield. Very different Copperfield. David. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm like, dang, David Blaine disappointed. No, David Blaine's cool. David Blaine's <laughs> awesome. David Copperfield <laughs> should have hung it up around when Siegfried and Roy wrapped oh, it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, dang, it, dang, his time David. has passed. You know, I don't know what the market for this for 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 magic is right In now. Virginia Beach. I, yeah, I mean, I'm it's high. Got to be yeah. honest. <laughs> I'm assuming it's a down market because <laughs> I mean, the, the, my dudes out here are like four to eight. At the, you know, at the pizza place, you know, so he doesn't have a regular nights. nine to five. It, this isn't like a night gig. This is a, this is a, he can't have a nine. No, to five. no, it's not nightly. I, I'm assuming he goes to restaurants all over. I have seen him at a Mexican restaurant one time. <laughs> oh, it's lit. Tony. It's lit. I think he does like a little circuit. So he's like Virginia but beaches. But it's free. Yeah. Virginia beaches, tableside magic. But it's, guy. Tony. you go all the but way to Disney? Free. Do you think he has it in him? <sighs> I was blown away. I was blown away by some of his. I mean, he's doing cell phone mentalism. He's like, "Hey, you know, hold your cell phone, Google like, you know, uh, you know something," and he tells me what I'm googling, like stuff. Oh, I mean, it, it was that's it was great. Wild. 
<laughs> I'm straight up mind reading stuff. The be, you know, bending coins in her hand. I mean, Cameron, we've seen all this before. That's it, wild. It, I like that. It, from from our friend Maru Dante, who's been on the show. <laughs> How do you remember his name? It was so many years ago. He's, I have his number in my oh phone. Oh my gosh! <laughs> because because remember he came and did the yeah, Christmas yeah, of course, special. Yeah, we 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 for the staff Christmas party rented out a, a restaurant at, at Disney Springs, STK, and then afterwards, because a bunch of people from came in from out of town. The, those who came in from out of town hung out, wanted to keep hanging out, and so we went across to you know a lakeside establishment. And this tableside magician was coming around, blew us away, absolutely blew us away to the level that Jesse got his number and said, "Tomorrow mm -hmm. we're recording a live Christmas episode of our podcast." And, and he, he showed up yes. with a live studio audience and yes. did magic on the podcast. Yes. And what was funny is. He's doing visual magic on an audio medium. Yes, we were live streaming it. Yes, you could watch the video. But I was aware that the majority of people hearing the show would be listening to the regular audio podcast. So I right. was doing like a play-by-play, -play, like a golf announcer, as he, describing <laughs> what he was doing. You know, and now it was she, incredible. Now she's it taking was, the quarter was, out and it's bent in her hand. You know, like yeah. No, it was yeah, incredible. It was amazing. Late. <laughs> but 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 I've tried to get some of Tony's backstory because every time I've go, I, I've 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 flagged him and I always flag him over to the table. He's always in the middle and I'm waving <laughs> him down. He knows because it's free, but I'm a good tipper. Okay, good. I've, I do. And that's why I get priority. He can be in the middle of a show and I can be like, wrap it up, Tony. My table. I was out there with my parents the other night. I'm like, my parents are here tonight, Tony. This make Even it good. Okay. This isn't just the normal. This isn't the normal crew. This isn't me and the buds. This isn't me no, and the take, fam. Take, I got it, to the, take here. it to the next level for me. <laughs> you know what to do. Bring it over, Tony. Yeah. I know you're busy. Dude. I know the. I know. I know. Shore break is is hopping tonight, but I need you to pop over to the corner booth. Um, we got. You know. You know. Seven bucks is coming your way. Seven bucks. There you go. Can I ask how old he it's is? It's like five minutes. It's like five minutes. It's like five minutes. Okay. So you do the math. It's great. It's a great. Hour yeah, yeah, he's making over a dollar a minute here. He's still. I like fine, that you okay? know you're going to give him seven dollars. And prior to t you telling us the amount that you tipped him, you said I tip him really well. <laughs> I'm like, I was thinking you're slipping him a twenty or something. No, in you got economy? seven hard dollars in your palm. Yeah, that's true. I, I'm telling you, for five minutes of magic, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure the pizza place is. That's on top of whatever the pizza place is playing. Paying <laughs> and I've tried to pry. I've tried to get some insight. Nah, info. you're not trying uh, to not find to, out how much my man is making, how, right? I need to know how old is this <laughs> not, man? Not like roughly. Yeah, he 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 appears to be. Um, I don't know, between the ages of 25 and 35. Okay, okay. Um, hey, that's, yeah. a, good, but, that's but, a good age to be hustling in that way. Yeah. Okay. But 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 like the dyed hair and the frayed denim vest and the, the, the leather and the belts. Oh, uh, no. Nah, he's all he's, he's, like not, a cool, he's okay. not a cool 25. Does he call no, himself no, he's, Tony the Terrific? Listen, no, no. If you saw this guy walking down the street, you'd be like, that guy does magic. <laughs> that guy is either... <laughs> you would either be like... That guy is in like a hot topic type of like band uh -huh. like that just never like evolved from the hot topic era or or that guy's a professional tableside magician. See, now, my, yeah. favorite, my favorite magician. So I got a homeboy. Shout out to my homeboy out in uh, Cali, Bob, the Bible guy. So when Bob was maybe 26, 27, he looked like he was like 37, like 35 
Like he puts the fedora on, he wears the plaid. Like I like those yeah. kind of magicians that are like he has the handlebar mustache that's curled oh, up. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like that was our Disney guy. Our Disney guy. Yeah, had that kind of vibe. see, they, like they, that to they, me, they, that's the route. Don't do the like the 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 black eyelash stuff on your face <laughs> and the hair dyed jet black and that weird emo stuff. Don't do that, bro. Give yeah. me. Young man looking like an old man. One day, you know what I'm saying? We're going to have a Colonel like Sanders it. mustache. I like I that like kind it. of magician. It, you know what I'm saying? This is like Jimmy Butler on Media Day. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's the swoop. I loved that. I it's the swoop. It's so did but it, but it's more of like Chris Angel mind freak type yeah, of situation. Yeah, the Chris Angel, you know? the Chris Angel, that ain't it, bro. That's not it. Bro. His closet is packed full of affliction, is what you're saying. That just oh, to the yeah, brim, yeah. affliction. But but, he, but 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 either way, either way, I'm, I'm extremely I'm extremely impressed. He's very very talented, and I've tried to pry and get information, and he's you know all I can ascertain is that I know he has a mentor in Vegas, mm. and that he occasionally goes out there to meet with his mentor. Yeah. And it, 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 I'm just very intrigued about this underground world of of because I watch. I think did we talk? I don't know. I think we talked about that episode of Hard Knocks uh, uh, this season mm-hmm. where they brought in the mentalist mm-hmm. and and he was doing like mind reading tricks for the New York Jets. I went online just like everybody else and was googling how did he do it. I don't know. And, and the tricks that he I've seen at this pizza place, I've gone online and and, and researched and I. I'm baffled, and I, I can only ascertain that there's some underground world of magicians from here straight to Vegas that are are plotting this stuff up, and they're taking over pizza restaurants across the country. <laughs> I think it's great. It's great, wholesome family entertainment. You go, you come for the pizza, and and stay for the incredible Jesse. Why do you magic. ruin it? Okay, okay, because you've mentioned that you've done this in the past, where you've mentioned like, I, and I looked it up, da, da, da. and so I was telling my mom this summer. I was telling my mom uh, about the uh, David Blaine Harrison Ford clip with the card inside the orange, yeah, and and how Harrison Ford freaked out, kicked him out of his house, that kind of thing. So I played it for her, you know, to show her that what I was talking about, and I. That night, thinking about you, looked it up. How did he do that? And it was explained on the internet. And then I went back and watched it again. And it wasn't nearly as fun because I I could kind of see the sleight of hand that led to the result. And I was just like, ah, I liked it better when I couldn't figure it out. You know what I mean? And so, like, why do you ruin it? Why do you want to look? Why do you want the answers? The magic is is the mystery. I mean, like, how do you not want to know? (laughs) You know, it's no fun. It's no like in the moment, I'm pretty impressed. But then if I can come and be like, Tony, I've seen this one. I know how you're doing it. You know, like I'm trying to elevate magic. Magic is supposed to you're supposed to know that it's all fake, but you're supposed to, you know, it's like it's like watching a movie. Like we know that movies are fake, but the joy and the wonder is that it takes you somewhere else. I don't yeah. want to know how well, the, the magic trick is done. No, yeah, no. Yeah. No. Here, here, no, no. Because what's going to happen is magicians are going to get lazy as soon as their internet, as soon as their trick makes it to the internet, they need to discard the trick. They need like to a comedian be that does a special. Once mm-hmm. that special is out there, they have to throw away we're that holding, material. We're yeah. holding the magic by looking up these tricks online. We are holding the magic community accountable. <laughs> That's how I look at it. 
Okay. Oh my All right. Well, goodness. it's a work of You're justice. You're going to get lazy. I think You're going to get lazy I'm otherwise. On this, this one. is a work like, of justice. <laughs> I like knowing yeah, how the we, truth we works. We don't want the magic community to get lazy. We're keeping them on their mm, toes. I yeah. like it. Okay. Mm. Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talked to Brandon Lake, one of our favorite worship artists. He's everywhere. And he has a brand new solo album that just came out a couple days ago that we tell you all about. You don't want to miss that. Uh, we also, at the end of the show, it's coming back. We have What's Jesse Thinking? A very special What's Jesse Thinking? Can't wait. Oh, uh, but yes. Stay, but stay tuned up next. It's Slices. You're listening to Poolside and Ben Browning. The song is Sea of Dreams. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen season four. Episodes one through three of The Chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for Slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right. Well, speaking of pizza, um, are we? This is a, this is that was like ten minutes this, ago. Well, well, this is a non. <laughs> this is called a transition. Okay, in the world segue. Of, gotcha. In the world of podcasting. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that we're segueing from magic and pizza discussion and yeah, everything else we're discussing today to a study con- commissioned by a company called Amazon Fresh, and <laughs> they wanted to. They, they're, they're evidently very concerned about knowing specific details about America's pizza consumption. Um, I could have done background research about what Amazon Fresh does and why they've commissioned this research, but I've decided not Amazon to. Amazon Fresh is their, just, their grocery thing. Oh, that oh, it's it's Amazon the 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 retail. I thought it was like Amazon Fresh. When you go on there to buy groceries, you can either buy Whole Foods groceries or Amazon Fresh groceries, which are like normal grocery store groceries. Oh, I, I well, there you go. That makes sense. Well, either way, they uh, they conducted a recent study and they wanted to find a couple things. One is how many pizza slices Americans eat in a year, what frequency they eat pizza, and what is their preferable type of pizza. That one was the most surprising to me. And, and they compared like bake at home, like DiGiorno, uh, uh, fresh from the oven, like out of a at a restaurant or or takeout or delivery. Okay, uh, how many slices of pizza do you think Americans eat in a single year? Like one American eats this. Wait, slices, time. like not how many times slices. they order pizza. Correct. So if they order pizza, they eat three slices per pizza. So three slices, maybe they do it once every other week. So I'm going six slices a month. So that would be seventy two slices a year, give or take. I don't know. Not even close. Mm. Not even close. Emily, what's I'll your... I'll go big. I'll go 100. Not even close. Derek, pizza slices per year. Per person. Uh, so you said... So United says, States of America. You said not 70, not 100, not even close. So I guess I got to go at least 250. Split the difference. It's 180 slices a year. That's crazy. Uh, wait, wait, on average. Slices on average. Crazy. On average. Wait a second. So for all of us who maybe eat 40 slices a year, 
There's somebody eating 300 slices a year. It's a bell curve. And, oh my God. and, and on the fringes of it are people with just radical pizza consumption. <laughs> oh my um, gosh. That's a lot of pizza. Now, well, the thing is, most people, according to the poll, only eat pizza three times a month or a minimum. What? Is they're eating pizza three times a month. But the thing is, most this is what I, I found surprising. Most people are eating five slices. Oh, man. And More than half of the That's crazy. Yeah. How big are the slices? Every time. Like every time oh, they order okay. pizza, so they time eat out, five time slices. Out, time out, time out, though. Are we talking... Chicago slices, New York slices, uh, thin, yeah, I think this is an thin aggregate. Crust, thin I think crust this is slices, an aggregate. If yeah, because like yeah, if you go to a ten inch DiGiorno, right? A ten inch DiGiorno five slices is not the same as a large Papa John's five right, slices. Right, right, right. Yeah, math. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's so. What's that's the number one though. type of you? You mentioned restaurant mm. delivery at home because that would kind of determine the size of the pieces. What's the number one type that they well, consume? Well, the number one I found again. I feel like this would be dead last, and this is uh, uh, this is when it. This isn't even what they consume most. This is what their preference is. Okay, according to this, uh, most people prefer ready to bake pizza no. like DiGiorno. But, no. but yes, okay. No. I'm no actually going to come in defense of this. I see <laughs> the preference from a financial standpoint. I can get oh. a nice frozen pizza from Kroger for like six or seven bucks. Mm. If I were to order it from like Little Caesars, five fifty five. Okay. It has to be said, Little Caesars is not good pizza, right. so we're just going to leave it at that. Well, I'm just saying, if you're just talking value, I mean, well, you know, value it's hot and ready. You don't even have to buck. order it and wait. You just pop in and grab it. You know, I, 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 I ain't gonna lie. Pop, Papa Murphy's, Papa Murphy's do their thing. But so, okay, like you're not spending, you're spending more than six or seven bucks for one pizza. Mm, yeah, true. if you go to a real pizza place, the wood fire, brick fired, blah blah blah, you're gonna you're in twenty five bucks on a yeah, large double pie because it's real food, good quality ingredients. You know, Papa John's, you can get a nine 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 ninety nine special most of the time for a large. You but know. but but DiGiorno to me, it, like it's gross. Is it, it's gross, and it's it's one of those things where it, it's most people aren't eating DiGiorno. Like it's never planned. It's mm -hmm. like. Oh man, it's 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 eleven thirty. I'm super hungry, and I got to throw something in. Thank God, I got a DiGiorno in the back of the fridge. It does the job. Mm -hmm. sure. You know what I mean? Like it's technically pizza, but it's but no one's ever like I got to be honest. It feels like DiGiorno pizza. Ever. Listen, if if, if, if you act. If you accidentally ate the cardboard bottom that they put at the bottom of the DiGiorno, some people difference. wouldn't even know. <laughs> you wouldn't, you it, wouldn't even it know. It caught on fire. That'd be the only way you know that you left it on there, you know, because the oven yeah, burned it. Yeah. You know? But but either Taste way, twice. that's yeah. the consistency of DiGiorno crust, which, by the way, I've always had a, I, I've always had a massive problem with DiGiorno marketing, a huge problem with Why? it. Why? Um, because it's, it's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. No one in the history of pizza consumption, not one Confused time, yeah. has someone brought out a DiGiorno pizza and be like, oh, I didn't hear the delivery guy come. Where did you get this from? Did, was Domino? No one. No like, one oh, has you have ever, an old DiGiorno in the bottom of your freezer. Yeah, great. Thanks. No one has ever mistaken a DiGiorno for delivery. It's like, yeah, no, no, no duh. duh, Sherlock. <laughs> I, I, no one. Everyone in here heard you preheat the oven for one. We smelled it, and two, this taste and looks. I could visually tell you this is the, this this was not a delivery. Like any other marketing slogan would work, right. but do that? How dumb do they think we are? You know what I mean? I'm sorry. They can obviously, just be like, this is it's better than the other options. You know that kind of thing. They, so here's a, just, here's an here's another idea because um, 
you know, um, last on the list, on the preferential list. It, it went, it went frozen, restaurant delivery. I think we can get delivery up higher. Here's how. This I'm gonna I'm gonna tie a big bow on all. The of delivery this. person if, does some magic when they come to the door. Yes, <laughs> yes. And your tip is based on the quality. Wouldn't that be? Wouldn't you be more inclined if if like if like hey do you guys want do you guys want me to order some Little Caesars or some Domino's? Oh, I don't know. Listen, he I, he's gonna read your mind. He's gonna do a sweet mind reading trick. Get a deck of cards, okay? Just trust me. It's gonna be worth it. I think. Uh, again, I think this is I think it's a fantastic idea uh, and I'm going to pitch man, it. Man, when I was in college, I can't even remember the name of the pizza, but the pizza was one it was $1 for a whole pizza and I used to destroy it. That's probably why I have eczema right now. I can't remember the name. I mean, of it, there were years later. There were multiple times in college my friends and I went to CC's Pizza because Is it Tony's? That's this is what it, it was it Tony's? Tony's Pizza, I think that's what it was. You could get all these little pizzas. Like me and my partners would just grab a, grab one. We'd all get one pizza a piece, and that's how we would survive. When we I, you did ever been to the CC's buffet? Back oh, in the day, yeah. it was four yeah. bucks, and yes, I, I would sit there. And I know it's not anymore, but like when I would go, it was four bucks, and I would get thirty dollars worth of pizza and, oh, yeah. and pasta and salad and desserts, oh, and yeah. I would just be like, "How are they in business?" Like. Everybody there is doing what I'm doing. Like you yeah. go to CC's to load up, and yes. it's like, how is it four yeah. bucks? I don't oh, get it. They, I know it's not anymore. They filed for bankruptcy. I, so my friends and I, we did go last year um, <laughs> to try it out. <laughs> we were I'm just talking laughing. about it, I'm and we were laughing. like, there was. We found a coupon where it was like buy one get one free. So like one of us didn't have to pay, and the other one paid. Oh, I think wow. it was six ninety nine. Like it was so cheap. Yeah. And so we went, got way too much food. We felt horrible for like hours horrible. afterwards. It that yeah. made us so oh, sick. Yeah. Um, but we were looking like the whole time we were like, I don't understand how this is in business. Yeah. They filed yeah, for bankruptcy facts. a couple years ago. No surprise. Well, I, I think COVID is what knocked them out because yeah. you couldn't do buffets and that was their entire business. Yeah. So. Hey, they, yeah, they're no still one, in no the projects though. The little spot over I think in they Antioch. Got bought out though. Around the corner. Yeah. They still, they it's busting too. People be over there. For six ninety nine, if they see- didn't make me feel like I was on the brink of death, you're leaving I'd full. Go back. You're leaving sick, but you're leaving full, and yeah. you got a family, you got say, kids. I- they got little games in the corner. I mean, yeah. it's like mm-hmm. good spot. I've never left not feeling absolutely awful. Right. And I eat terribly. And like it is. Yeah. And if you go and you're like, this is true, And if you go like and you have the mindset that like I I, I don't want to overdo it. I'm just going to have my normal portions or, you know, whatever food you're sitting there thinking I'm wasting like, mm-hmm. like just as a value proposition, mm-hmm. I'm wasting so much food and you go and get more just to get your money's worth, you know, mm-hmm. like, and then you yeah. leave sick. Anyway. Yeah. You, you feel obligated yeah. to eat to the point of pain. Right. Yeah. Because you, know? you can, cause it's there. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not going to lie on the way it's back. The most American. I laid down in the back seat Cause I was like, I, just, <laughs> I was like, I do not feel good. <laughs> I was like staying with my two friends and I was like, we got to get home. Like this is something's wrong here. And we all were feeling that way. Somebody help me. My my friend was in the passenger seat. She was like leaned her chair back. Her husband was like driving as fast as he could because we all were like, I just want to like lay down. Y'all are sweating. You're sweating (laughs) grease. You're just sweating grease. That's how it felt. Like it was, and it was like, I remember now why I stopped going to CC's. One, because I have real money and two, because I don't need to feel like this anymore. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. All right, what do you have, Derek? Yeah, well, staying in the uh, staying in the food world, 
uh, California has just banned uh, a chemical that they use in uh, Skittles, hot tamales, pears, and all those different things. So at first, I was going to take this time to to slam dunk on California, but <laughs> as I read the article, because you know sometimes California can be OD, but when I read the article, it made a lot of sense. So literally, they bring up a package of Skittles from Europe. And they're like, Mm -hmm. you can make Skittles without the chemicals that you're putting in this. Because they're banned and those chemicals are banned in Europe. Banned in other countries, right? So there, and then it was crazy because I saw a post earlier and I think someone said, there's thousands of chemicals that we as U.S. consumers eat that are banned in other countries, which is crazy because this is the richest country in the world, right? So why in the world... Is our food consumption so bad, the things that we're consuming? So, hey, shout out to California for taking a stand on this. And I hope that it becomes a uh, hope that it becomes a trend that we start getting this stuff out of our food. One of the ones that they're banning aside from Skittles is hot tamales because it has Mm -hmm. the same red, certain red dye thing that's, you know, a carcinogen. Mm -hmm. And I'm going in college. I consumed an ungodly amount of hot tamales. Like. Like my, my entire insides were coated with a gelatinous coating from how many hot tamales I ate. And I'm going, did I just give myself cancer one day? I mean, like I'm literally reading about this too. And I'm going, I've eaten so many hot tamales in my life. Yeah, man. I, I, but I've just decided not to worry about all of this because I feel like, I feel like every couple months I just had some work done at my house. And people were like, Oh, you didn't put in that type of floor. And it's got, you know, they make you cut that outside. It's got, what, what, what is it? What isn't poison these days? Like <laughs> what, what, tell me, tell me where I can go free of poison. But that's the thing. And you can leave the U S is what, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, that's the sad part about it is, Everywhere we go, there's carcinogens and toxins in almost everything, not because they have to be, not because we can't have those things without that. It's because our country is so greedy that these companies lobby to keep their bottom lines in check, even at the expense of the health of Americans. So I'm like, man, that's trash. That's terrible. Like. It, it shouldn't is crazy. be that way. I was talking to my sister-in-law about this last week. She recently had to give up gluten because she's just developed a pretty bad intolerance to it. But mm-hmm. uh, I have so many friends that have like gluten intolerances or just like allergies to certain foods in America who go to other countries and they can eat the food just fine. And it's like, yes, they like, eat the bread and everything. Mm-hmm. Over yeah, in France and it's like and, they yeah. don't feel the way that they do in America. And it's because, yeah, like American companies, they add all these, these, chemicals to it which and i think it's because it's like easier to mass it makes it easier to mass produce like that's kind of the justification for it but it's like i would rather you take a little bit extra time to not inject cancer into me if it means that like i don't know it's i get what you're saying jesse like everything is terrible for everything but but what i'll say this the other solution is like Listen, if you tone down the hue of that red Skittle, I'm probably not going to notice. If I would much rather have it not be as vibrant of a red Skittle and not have it be poison. Exactly. You know, you. like yeah. I'll take a burgundy Skittle. Right. Versus, exactly. you know. Pastel, uh, a pastel <laughs> yellow Skittle. You know what I'm saying? I'm still buying the Skittles. Yeah, I'm, I'm, buying still, I'm still Skittling. Exactly. Yeah. I'm watching the clock. They can all be one color. Yeah. I'm watching the clock. Little production note. Emily, uh, we're running out of time for this segment, so hold on to your slice. We'll do it next next show, okay? Is that cool? All right. All right. That'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned up next. Brandon Lake joins us.
You're listening to One Day. The song is In the Light. Well, Relevant has a lot happening this year, and we don't want you to miss a thing. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com, and we'll send you our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday. We'll also send you a weekly uh, podcast newsletter with the latest episodes, some uh, fan extras, and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year. Make sure to sign up. It's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. Well, our guest today is Brandon Lake. He's one of our favorite worship leaders with songs like Graves in the Gardens with Elevation and Gyra with Maverick City Music. He just dropped his third solo album called Coat of Many Colors on Friday. So we caught up with him to talk about his new music, why he feels like he's living in a dream, and how he keeps those dreams alive. Here's our conversation with Brandon Lake. What inspired you to make this album? Um, Well, I'm a father and I'm also a son. And uh, the story of Joseph has always stuck out to me, especially being someone at at a young age that was given a dream that felt so heavy and maybe, um, yeah, it's even hard to still put into words that it was hard to share that dream with other people without it sounding Uh, cocky or overly confident, you know, and even though I had dreams in my heart that I didn't necessarily express to other people, I had people prophetically speak words over me that I would write songs one day that would travel the nations and that would um, impact people. I would uh, lead worship in rooms the size of arenas. And that was never something that I, I felt like I could, um, accept it was like too good for me to accept or to believe you know but but like deep down my deep down I wanted to um because my heart was has always been to be um I I want to have huge influence for the sake of reaching people for Jesus because I know what he's done for me and if I'm here to be used by him you know first and foremost to worship God but secondly to be his church and to reach other people, well, then why wouldn't I want to do that, you know, and have um, massive influence. And um, I resonate with the story of Joseph and that he was given dreams. And when he shared them, it got him in trouble, you know. Um, and then I love the analogy of um, uh, or just the picture of that, you know, uh, that coat of many colors that covers us, it, co- it covers our sin and our shame. And when you put on this coat of many colors, if you will, you know, it's like you may have gone through the pit, but when you put on the identity of Christ, how your father sees you, um, you look like royalty. And I think people need to start seeing themselves more in the coat of many colors than they do see themselves and what they may think they like what the pit has made them look like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And I think what I'm hoping to do with these songs is remind people who they are, who God has called them to be and give them faith to, to live that out every day. You know, I'm curious, you mentioned like you'd share this dream and 
sometimes it would not be always received well. Um, and I think that's a lot of people's experiences. How did you find a way to keep that dream alive and like to keep hoping in it? Yeah, I think real community, people that, um, so people often ask me, how do you stay healthy? And one of my favorite answers is find people who are proud of you, but not impressed by you. That's how I stay healthy. Um, in in the sense of humility, that's how I stay humble. Um, but it's also how I stay confident in who God's called me to be is this community, these people, my people. I read a chapter out of a book by Chris Vallotton um, one year. I can't even remember what the book was called, but the chapter was called My People. And I remember God so uh, specifically and so um, beautifully speak to me in that season where I, feel, I felt like I needed to find my people. Read that chapter and was like, I need to get back around people that really understand me and that love me and are going to champion me, but also call me out when I'm wrong. Um, uh, they're not afraid of that. And I think community is everything. I mean, it's like Moses needed Aaron and her to keep his arms up, right? When the battle was raging in the Bible, we read that story. And every time his bros held his, held his arms up, the battle, they were victorious. And when his arms began to, to weaken, they began to lose. And I've had to find those people in my life um, when, when the others who didn't understand me and thought I was prideful or thought X, Y, Z, whatever it is, um, didn't just not even like thought I was prideful necessarily, but just misunderstood me. Mm. Um, you know, it, that's a tough thing to handle, um, especially when they're church folk, you know, there's people in the church and, and you're like, I'm not trying to like build my own thing. I just know that God has spoken something over me and I'm just trying to take the next step. And luckily I've had enough people in my life I can come back to, um, or surround myself like I am surrounded now that can keep my arms up and, uh, encourage me to keep going. And so, um, my wife being probably the ultimate, uh, person, uh, in, in that in that picture so thankfully I have those people I would say it seems like that dream has become a reality now so what has it been like for you to walk in the reality of that fulfilled dream? Honestly, I it's it is mind blowing that God didn't just give me my dreams; He exceeded them. Mm -hmm. And my life scripture is Ephesians three twenty: God is able to do immeasurably more than anything we ask or imagine, according to the power that He's placed inside of us. We are His. Game, game plan A, right? We are option A of reaching the world. We are the hope of the world, the church, being the church. And so why wouldn't he want to do amazing things through us, right? To reach his people, to reach his children. Um, he, didn't, he didn't just give me my dreams. He exceeded them. And 
that's a pretty hard thing to realize day to day. I often ask my this question to my manager or to my family. I'm like, how do I take this in? Um, how do I cherish it in the moment? And I don't know that it's possible. I was happy just leading worship. I just, I remember my greatest dream really a, a few years ago was just to be the worship leader at my church and to lead worship at, and, and well, I guess it's been quite a few years, but when I was a teenager, it was just to lead worship in adult church. Right. And, and then it was, I just want to write songs for my church. And then it was, I want to write a song that like these prophetic words that would be spoken over me. I want to write a song that like multiple churches would sing, you know? And so to now be leading worship in arenas and to have songs that, and I say this humbly, but it's truth, like at the top of the charts and are consumed by millions of people, it is a weighty responsibility um, uh, and an amazing thing to celebrate that God has allowed me to be a part of that. And um, me and my family, you know, we just are trying to enjoy that our family is our first ministry. And so we, we try to realize like that's what comes first and we celebrate our family and then how God's moving through our family with my team, um, my label, uh, with the songwriters I write with. We have moments where we celebrate and it just feels like, I don't know. I mean, not to be cheesy, but gratitude. I'm, I'm grateful is probably my biggest song. And it's just what I come back to. I'm grateful that I sing it every single time I lead worship because I'm like, that's my heart. That's my answer. How do I deal with this? How do I get, how do I feel about it? That song, that's how I feel about it. That kind of sums up everything. I don't have words for it. They fall short uh, when I try to describe the kindness of God. So. What was it like making this album? Because this is your third solo album. Yeah. Um, so what was this journey like for this project? Um, well, I turned in 50-something songs. Okay. So a lot of songs. Um, and ironically, uh, the first song we decided to release and take to radio was a song that didn't have a second verse or a bridge. I'm like, I have 50-something songs, and you guys want to pick the one that's not finished. <laughs> so I went back and I finished it and we're like, all right, let's get it ready and praise you anywhere came out. And we felt like it was a great song for the church and for radio. And that one's been really fun to lead. Um, and as I begin to write, uh, as I begin to write, um, and then especially record this record, it, it became the most diverse thing I've ever created. There is a song and I promise you, it's like every genre is represented on this record. Uh, I've got R&B. God is not against me is like a R&B vibe. I've got beautiful, you know, like falsetto worship songs, like nothing new. Um, I've got uh, CCM, like adoption song. Um, I've got country psalm, which is a straight up country song. <laughs> that I just was like, I want to write a modern day song, but in the context of how my family lives, which is out in the country now. And so there's everything in there. And 
I think it was so fitting to title it Coat of Many Colors because uh, there is every color and expression of worship on this record. And that is one thing that if you followed my journey, I have been a part of many things. Um, I like to express worship, everything from rowdy to reflective. <laughs> and that is represented on this record. And so creating it was a whirlwind and it was moments of you know, ecstatic praise and excitement and screaming my head off to bawling my eyes out and having a moment of like intense reflection and gratitude for how God, how good God has been to me. And so, um, yeah, there's screaming guitars, but then there's also beautiful strings and there's all kinds of stuff. And so, um, I love that on this record, I feel like I, I explored every 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 place on the spectrum of what worship is and i hope people enjoy that was Brandon Lake. Make sure to check out his brand new solo album. It's called Coat of Many Colors, and it came out just a few days ago. Listening to Forrest Frank and Holvey, the song is Away. Today's show is brought to you in part by The Chosen. Season four of The Chosen is coming to theaters nationwide on February 1st, and this season has everything clashing kingdoms, rival rulers, and when they're threatened by the reality of Jesus' growing influence, religious leaders do the unthinkable, choose to ally themselves with the Romans. As the seeds of betrayal are planted in opposition to Jesus' message turns violent, he's left with no alternative but to demand his followers rise up. So get ready, relevant podcast listeners. February 1st is the big release day. Go get your tickets now at thechosenriseup.com. Okay, at long last, it's back. It's time for... What's Jesse thinking? Huh? All right. What are you thinking about this week, Jesse? All right. I'm thinking about I'm thinking about justice, and I'm thinking about uh, our duties as citizens right. of uh, and and neighbors. Cameron, I know you've always been fascinated with the concept of citizens' arrest. <laughs> well, um, ever since uh, Barney Fife got arrested, yeah, uh, on yeah, the Andy I, Griffith show, citizens' arrest because he did an illegal U-turn in the middle of Mayberry. 
older yeah. and, you. And, and essentially, it seems like an urban myth. It doesn't seem like you can actually <laughs> place someone under citizen's arrest without with with without actually violating the law yourself. Yeah. It seems like a very bad idea to try to apprehend someone. But there is someone who's found interesting middle ground, and he has a very popular YouTube channel. the The type of of citizen justice he is trying to enforce is very specific. And it is people who do not return shopping carts to the shopping cart corral. Are you guys familiar with the YouTube channel Cart Mark? I am, actually. No, uh -uh. That's crazy. Well, Put me on. Say goodbye to your afternoon, then, because... Uh, Bill, I have strong feelings about this. Like, I, you know, Stan okay. Van Gundy, my favorite NBA coach of all time, former yeah. coach of the Magic, he, he's very opinionated on Twitter. And he randomly, randomly last year tweeted, like, like, there are two types of people in the world. Like the ones who care about others and return their carts and the ones who are selfish and greedy and don't care about their fellow man and don't return their carts. Like mm. he's like, this is the dividing line of society. Mm. If you're a cart okay. returner or not. Okay. And I agree well, with him. Well, then you agree with well, you, then agree? you will. I agree with him. Like, mm. why, why are you so self-absorbed that you're just going to leave your cart wherever you want when there's a corral right there? You can't go mm. 15 feet and just help out your fellow man, protect mm. the cars, help the mm. worker. Come on, man. I do have a counterpoint to that, and then I'll get back to Cartnark. As a former Kmart employee, yeah. it was the best when the manager was like, hey, I need you to go rally. I need to go wrangle all those carts. They're all over the place. Here's why. Because people will leave them all over the shopping center, sure. and they're not even checking to see how long you're gone. You're just out for a pleasant stroll through the parking lot. I could take an hour to rally these things. I'll pop in Subway. I would, I would, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I'll take care of the carts. They're, you're not going to believe it, man. They left them halfway across the street i'd be at the i'd be popping in other stores in the strip mall <laughs> grabbing a little six inch meatball and then i'll rally them up it was great i actually liked real talk it was if it, ask me if i'd rather spend half hour at a cash register or half hour walking around a parking lot just at a casual pace picking up carts well you don't live in to florida me, i can guarantee you you would not be enjoying being outside for an hour me, i like being outside yeah. either way right. but Cartnark is putting an end to this. Oh, he has a, this rogue YouTube channel, and it's great. And it, it's like it's shot from his perspective, like basically kind of GoPro style. Mm -hmm. Okay, and he has like a like an orange light that he flash waves people down. Okay. You know, and it, when he makes the determination that they're the ones who did not return the cart, <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, and then he has a big <laughs> wait, wait, like like air traffic, <laughs> like those air traffic guys yes, down yes. at the airport. Has, yeah, so he looks half official. A million subscribers, bro. This is crazy. I that's what and I'm Jesse's saying. He'll wave the them. people down. It, Yes, and he'll wave the people down. After, and after they've driven away, they, they're driving away. They he stops their car. A lot of times, his people. A lot of times, people sitting in the car. Okay, you know what I mean. They left like, yet. and he. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he's got tons of videos, so sure. I'm sure that scenarios happen. But he waves him down, and he looks very official because I think he's got a vest on and all oh that. So God. if you saw this guy coming, <laughs> waving with the sticks, okay. But then he does his signature move. Then he does his signature move. He has like this this circular magnet. That says Cartnark on it, and it has a shop, red shopping cart on it, and, and and he frisbees it, and it lands on the hood of the car, and and that's when he tells them they've been, you know, they've been. Wait, stopped he by throws the cart. like a rubber disc onto their car, and they stop. It's like a magnet. It's it's like a magnet. It's a magnet. Like a, like a Does kitchen. Does it mess like the paint up? Does it mess the paint no, no, up? No, 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 no. Okay. Just a little decal. No, it's like a magnet. kitchen. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, like okay, a like gotcha, a refrigerator gotcha, magnet. Gotcha. He frisbees it, stuck on there, and then they've been Cartnark. They're not. Oh my! After watching a lot of these. 
if someone if someone waves you down, you can drive away. If someone throws a magnet on your car, you're stopping. You're probably pretty confused about what's <laughs> happening, and it's like, well, this seems official. Yeah. And there's a big shopping cart magnet on my car. Yeah. What am I going to do? Are they furious? And then. They, are the people furious? It depends. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It depends. Some people, some people are contrite. A lot of times, people are outraged, and he does not care. And he has a whole spiel that he does, and he shames them. Good. He just he straight up shames to them. Their face. And he posts, yeah. And he and he posts the shameful videos on the internet. Now, I will say this: sometimes people are contrite. Does that prevent him from from posting the videos? No, you're going to be cart narked. Sorry, <laughs> it's going to happen. You're going to be publicly shamed, but at least don't look bad. Okay. Um, so I, I don't know how I feel about this. I like it. Uh, Part of me thinks it's great. Part of me thinks I think we need more cart narcs. I think you should start a whole deal and send out the sticks and the magnet to cart narcs in cities all over the country. Like you go to cartnark.com and buy your own cart narc kit and it becomes a movement. I'm surprised he doesn't have merch already. This does Yeah, he should do this. He should provide a cart narc kit. The vest, the little flashlights Mm -hmm. with the orange, and then, and then the, the, some magnets. And like, and like, if I if I if I found myself a foul of the law and needed to do community service, I'd be like, Your Honor, volunteer me for two weeks of cart narc duty. <laughs> yeah. I will do forty eight hours of community <laughs> service at my local Walmart, and 100%. I will I will I would do the, not do confront the, people at Walmart. I would I would go to the Whole no. Foods parking lot and do it. Uh, Walmart, <laughs> you're getting you're getting beat up. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Say, confronting people back. at Walmart is like confronting people at Waffle House. You just <laughs> just you yeah. don't do yeah. that. Yeah, I'll go to the Whole Foods parking lot for my uh, community service. That's, yeah. Well, he goes all over. He goes all over his town. And uh, I, you know, I, I, I think it's a great YouTube channel. I think he's doing a great service. And I think he's inspiring others to when they when you see something, say something, <laughs> you know, it comes down to that. We be the change you want to see. In the world, right? <laughs> I like it. He took get that out to there. Heart. Get out there with the vest. With the orange sticks, the lights, and the magnet, and, and go confront people. But if you fearlessly. have if you have the orange vest and the orange sticks, you could do a lot. You could do a lot of things. You know, it's not just cart wrangling that you. could... I mean, you would look official putting it into a whole lot of societal ills. What would you do? Wondering what, what other if you were in the vest? I'm trying to think. Like when, when I was in high school, we were at Advanced Auto Parts one day, yeah. and just kind of seeing what they had. And they had this uh, uh, orange siren that you see, like, the utility company use. You know what I'm talking about? Like, on top of the car. This one had a coily cord that plugged into a cigarette lighter. And you could roll down your window, and it had a huge magnet on it. And you could slap it on the roof of your car. I bought the same one, but it was blue. Do the math. Oh, it looks well, like a cop. I, I didn't even know that was legal. It's yeah. not, but I, mean, I had would, one in high school, and I would stick it on the top of my little... out of the way. People would, people would clear out of the 100%. way all the time. 100%. That was all the time. Not I had illegal? very dark tinting windows. Of course it's illegal. I had very dark tinted windows. I had a white sedan, and I would put this blue flashing light on my roof sometimes. No, you would out of my not, way. bro. 100%. No, I was just, you would not. I'm about to make a I citizen's had, bro, arrest listen, on this podcast. Yes, you should go to jail. You're supposed to go to jail for that, bro. I was I had a I had a little disco ball hanging from my rearview mirror. I had a blue flashing light. No, I, I was a menace. I had twelve inch kicker subs in my trunk. I was like, yeah, I had the weirdest little car, man. Yeah, absolutely, I would do that. You should have rolled up and cart narked in that thing. You know, <laughs> it looks like the security no car. It was like a little uh, yeah. white Dodge Spirit in the early nineties. That's what it was. It was Wait, my car. I do want to see cart well, go after a cop. Like if a cop left a. A cart or something like, like off duty no. cop. What would that interaction be? I have a lot of questions for cart narc. <laughs> uh, you know, I I, I want to know what what kind of interactions you have with law enforcement. I want to know if what the proprietors of these shopping centers yeah. think. I want to know some tips. 
uh, uh, for if I were to cart narc in my own town. I think we need to try to get cart narc on. I think we need to have a cart narc episode. I love it. Do we know his and real name? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, Cartnark. Let's Cartnark. get him on the show. He's, he's just, That's what we'll call him. I think we need to have him on, and I think it's the entirety of an episode. Uh, <laughs> like the Cartnark story. The Cartnark story. Like, how did he, his origin story. Or at least story. a segment. His origin At story. least a 10-minute segment. I like it. A minimum 10-minute segment. What's your first segment. question for him going to be? Uh, I would first say, thank you, sir. You're a great American. <laughs> I'd say, who hurt and you? Then, who hurt you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What What inspired this? <laughs> what What befell you at a at a shopping center parking yeah, lot? Did you hit a cart one time? Did, did a cart nick your yeah. new car? I guarantee it. Did, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I guarantee I, it. I, we got to get to the bottom of this. The cart narc story. All right. Well, that'll do it for. What's Jesse thinking? Huh? Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Brandon Lake for joining us today. Make sure to check out his brand new solo album, his third one, called Coat of Many Colors. It came out just a few days ago. Also, check out more of that conversation over at RelevantMagazine.com. Speaking of the site, uh, when you're there, make sure to get all the info about Relevant Plus. It is our ad-free, unlimited way to experience our content. You get unlimited reading and ad-free reading at the website. You get a beautifully designed, enhanced digital magazine and an ad-free version of this podcast, plus more. Plans start as low as $250 a month, and it's the best way to get our content. Also, make sure to follow us on all the socials. Check the website every day for the latest at the intersection of faith, culture, and everything in between. And on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Emily Brown. I'm Derek Miner. We'll see you on Friday. Have a great week, everyone. listening to the relevant podcast check out our features interviews and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com and make sure to follow relevant on facebook twitter and instagram for the latest for more great podcasts browse the shows on the relevant podcast network which you can find at our site and while you're there don't miss the all-new era of relevant magazine a new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com This is like Jimmy Butler on Media Day. Relevant Podcast Network.